At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome into the Hank Haney Podcast. Sunday Sizzle, hosted by me, Minnesota Tim Poroshka, bringing you a presentation of the best clips from the previous week. On Monday's podcast, we talked about sports potentially returning in the fall. And here's a clip from that. You can go to Monday's podcast and hear this entire episode on the Hank Haney podcast. It does sound like, like, you know, God willing. I mean, there's going to be a Masters this year. I mean, of all the tournaments that we talk about, it seems like that's one that is the least likely to get canceled. That's what I would think. Yes. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That one, when we talked to Brian Wacker, when you asked, when, when you talked to Brian Wacker, Hank, it, it both seemed right, like Augusta National and the members at Augusta National. Those guys are the big boy in the room. And everyone knows. I mean, U.S. Open can't think, Open Championship can't think they're the most important major of the year, can they? No, they're not. They know they're not. It's Augusta. It's the Masters. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Hey, let me ask you about these other sports. You're, you're a big sports guy. You got the Minnesota Tim Podcast, which, by the way, is very good. Uh, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're into it and I, I like it. Uh, let, let's talk about these other sports with some of these ideas they're throwing around here. I mean, this, some of this stuff sounds ridiculous. Like the NBA wants to do like, uh, what are they going to do that? They want to, they want, they, they want to, they're going to go to lot. They want to go to Las Vegas. Yes. Okay, so one, what, what, Tim? What is the NBA talking about? I mean, they, here's what I heard: they want to, they're talking about maybe like going to Las Vegas, like renting out a hotel or something. This is what I got out of some article. I don't know where I got this. Uh, they're gonna like quarantine the teams on like every, like everybody's, you know, in the hotel or something, and then they're gonna play the games at UNLV with. You know, their college stadium with with no fans so that they can have the, the NBA playoffs. I mean, that that is craziness to me. Yes. Well, yeah, they're trying to have a centralized location. What is that? Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. 
They're trying to get these Vegas hotels um, booked only for these NBA teams. They're trying to get Vegas going again. And another big reason why. Well, that's not, does that, what are people going to do? Like, go, I guess they'll go there and they're going to watch the games in the hotels. But they so they can sit in a sports book together, but they can't sit. I, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I just don't. I don't get the whole thing. Yeah, I, it doesn't sound. It, it almost sounds like Vegas is going to be entirely closed off, except for the NBA players and coaches and managers and staff. Um, it sounds like Vegas isn't going to stay closed for the next three months. Vegas is closed for like a month. I guess it'll probably be extended, but I, I mean, I, at some point. The country's going to get back going again, you would think. Right, you would hope, I, I for sure. Man, I, I, I just this whole thing is just crazy. But this yes. idea is just not. You know, here's the here's the other thing that I, that I don't get. It's like I know that they want to salvage their season, and it would be nice for us to have something to do while we're sitting in our houses. I mean, to you know, okay, watching the basketball would be great, or the baseball, or watching anything would be great. Instead of just watching replays, but having said that, I mean the the people that are really suffering. I, I mean, to me, it's it's the everybody that works at the stadium, the ticket takers, the concessionaires, the the people that clean the stadium. I mean, people that rely on their jobs. You know, okay, so none of those people are going to go back to work. But but what's going to happen is is they're going to put it on TV, and the owners, you know, who are already billionaires, are going to salvage some part of their television contract for the year. It just okay. I mean, if they use that money, and you know, like Mark Cuban's paying everybody with the Mavericks and stuff. I mean, that's good. But I, you know, what about all the people that work at the stadium? I mean, I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand the game with no fans. I don't. I don't get it. Right. Well, it's just. I mean, it's just to prevent players from getting coronavirus. And I mean, I don't even know how many fans would want to show up, even if they did open it, because I'm sure some of them would be afraid to get coronavirus as well. I mean, the NBA, though. I mean, you're you're like, you're you're you're. You're, you couldn't be any closer. I mean, you're you're sweating like crazy. You're up against everybody. I mean, to me, that, that would be like the last sport in the world that would be safe to play would be NBA basketball. The last. Yeah. I mean, other than like wrestling or something. I mean, it, it, and, you know, wrestling, you're just you and one other person. Here you got, you're rubbing up against, you know, nine other guys. I, I just don't get it. And I don't see how they play. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think they can play either. Um, but the idea going into Las Vegas, having centralized locations, having private hotels, having private gymnasiums, one of the big reasons, Hank, is that Las Vegas is the home of the NBA Summer League, and they have a bunch of players there, a bunch of teams there, several gyms. They have about two gyms, three gyms, um, just for the Summer League, and um, that would that's that's why the NBA is focusing on that area, because they're familiar with it. They know it. They know the hotels. They know the gymnasiums. They know how they can handle business. And um, I don't think it's going to work. I, I don't nah. see any way how the NBA can. And, and the Vegas isn't even the problem for me. I don't think they can go into the playoffs after having a three-month hiatus, which is practically an NBA offseason. I mean, you're just setting up your players for injuries. So I don't I don't think they yeah. can do it. Did you see what, what the Major League Baseball is talking about doing? No, I didn't. It's even crazier, or just as just as crazy. We're talking about like getting all the players at their spring training sites, like either in Florida or Arizona, and they're going to do like the same thing. Like have you know, this is like the, the NBA kind of idea. They're going to have the, some hotel and like a different team on every floor of the hotel, or something. I don't know. It just sounds so stupid. A different team on every floor of the hotel, and then they're going to play in their spring training sites which by the way you know before you know it you know here in in uh scottsdale it'll be 110 degrees but they're 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 talking about playing in their you know their their spring training stadiums with no fans once again the whole no fans thing right 
it just it it. I mean, how do people come up with ideas like this? I mean, they are so desperate to try and salvage something. I mean, once again, I mean, I, I mean, you look at all the people that are suffering in the you know the country because of this whole this deal. I mean, not to mention the people that are dying and people that have the virus, but people that have lost their job. I mean, the unemployment's incredible. The, the you know, it's just, it's a, nobody knows what their future is going to be. When, when's this going to be over? When's it going to go back to normal? When are we going back to work? Forget about normal. And, you know, these, these guys are trying to salvage some of their television. Kind of, I just, I don't get it, Tim. Well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't get it. Anytime there's millions and millions and millions of dollars, like we're talking about 500 to 700 million dollars at stake here, there's going to be crazy ideas. I just feel like that's the nature of the business. People are going to say these crazy things. Jay Williams from ESPN suggested they play these NBA playoff games on a cruise ship. On a cruise ship. What? On a cruise ship. He was on ESPN, Jay Williams, group (laughs) star, number one overall (laughs) pick to the Chicago Bulls. He said they should play these games on a cruise ship. Like, hello. Well, I mean, if, if, if you could test everybody. Well, first off, you'd have to be able to test everyone. Like every person that's going to be on that ship would have to be able to be tested. Which they have this new test now they can do in like five minutes. And they can tell if somebody's positive or not. But there's still, all it takes is one person that, you know, isn't positive today, but tomorrow they are. And then they can infect the whole floor of the hotel or the whole, you know, uh, cruise ship or wherever it is you're playing these things. They're going to bounce around on a cruise ship. I mean, can you, can, how's that work? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially they got considering basketball stadiums on cruise ships. Yeah. Well, honestly, in the past, if, if, if Jay Williams is going this route, a few <laughs> years ago, there was the college basketball like kickoff like their start off their big games of the year and yeah. the first two games of the year were on a big military um ship it wasn't a cruise ship but it's a big military i don't know what you call them ship i'll just call it a ship and um it was like michigan state versus duke but then the issues they were having during the game the floor was slippery like players were slipping left and right i'll always remember this i was watching it on espn and it cruise ship i mean have you not been paying attention to the news? The news, there's so many people stuck on cruises, being quarantined in cruises that can't even get off of them. Yeah, I know. That seems like the worst place you could be. Hank's friend and golf analyst Ron Mintz joined Hank on Wednesday's episode on the Hank Haney podcast, where they talk about the return of the Masters in November. Conditions, what it will play like, what it will be like. You can go to Wednesday's episode. And hear this entire clip on the Hank Haney podcast. I'm happy that it's in November because I don't want it to not happen at all. What do you think? Well, I'm tickled to death, Hank, because I live about maybe two and a half hours from there. And I know what the weather's like. And I'm not going to get into the global warming subject, but we don't really have. It doesn't seem like we have four seasons anymore. Fall, it's sort of like summer gets a little bit cooler in October and November, and then you hit winter in December. So I looked up the average temperature, and it's going to be about 10 degrees cooler in Augusta in November that week. Uh, but the rainfall's uh, about the same, or at least from last year. So uh, that's always concern for Augusta, because normally in April, we always say here in the south, you know, April showers. And I don't know how many masters I've been to where it rained, but uh, actually, the odds of it not raining are better in November than April. So the weather-wise, I think will be fine. The only thing is the hours of daylight. They're going to lose two and a half hours of playing time, so they're going to have to play split tees. Probably now, wait, that's all- because that's two and a half hours. Is that because of uh, daylight saving time? And, daylight saving time plus being stand, in So we go back yeah. to standard time. So that that's an hour. Okay, but they could just start an hour earlier. One of my uh, listeners pointed that out to me the other day. He says you're not really losing an hour. He says it's just it changes. It's really more it's, than that. Really? Well, then you got the, the time of the year, right? So, you know, it's just It's the a time of the year shorter. plus you can't tee off as early because right now the sun doesn't come out. So we just went back to daylight savings time. Um, 
I'm getting confused here. <laughs> but yeah, in November it gets dark earlier than it does. Yeah, in the yeah, summer. no doubt about it. But it, it'll get it'll get light earlier. And yeah, well, but, well, but I, what the, I've heard somebody Augusta, I looked at the Weather Channel and they said that it's two and a half hours less light. Uh, sunset happens two and a half hours earlier compared to what it would in April. See, in April right. we'd be on daylight savings time. Yeah, yeah. So one is an hour, but it's an hour, it's an hour and a half of real time they're losing because of the time of the year, which is a lot. So what what are they gonna what are they gonna do? You think they're gonna? I mean, they'll have to do two teas. That, that's that's for sure. What I've read a couple places, the first tea time will be around eight thirty because the sun just doesn't come up that early in November. And the last tea time will be around two o'clock, and there's probably no way they're going to finish if they just played one, one tea. So they're going to have to play split teas, and they've only done that once, and they did it last year in the in the final round because they were afraid of the weather it was coming in. That's the first time in, in Masters history that they've ever played split teas on mm. the weekend. Come on, man. So it's going to be, uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know that they'll have to do it on Saturday and Sunday, but definitely Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Well, you, it all depends how many players make the cut. Of course, they've got the uh, – they, st- they still have the 10 shots of the lead there. Or, I don't know how late how – they, is that they still do the cut like that? Is there, I'm Last – I yeah. believe so. I yeah. believe you're right. Okay. Yeah, so you could have a lot of players making making the cut there. Uh, yeah, they've got 96 players, so it's not like a PGA Tour event where they got 144. So No. And not and not many players have. I was looking through the list of of all the invited players, and I was went through the whole list today. And there's all these different categories, like who's invited and you know how they got invited. You know, past champions, the top five at the U.S. Open, all you know, all the different cat- top fifty in the world, all the different categories, <laughs> and then some amateurs in there too. And I I came up with like I think. 28 names that I said, okay, these guys have a chance to win. I, can only, mm-hmm. I only came up with 28 names. And I and if push comes to shove, I'd probably eliminate some of those guys. But 28 names. And that, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's really why that tournament always has such a great leaderboard is because there's not that many players there. And it's, exactly. all, it's all the best players. And, you know, there's only so many guys that can win that tournament realistically. Yeah, there's 19 past champions this year. And if you look, you got Tiger, uh, Bubba, his possibility, Reed, uh, Phil. Maybe, maybe even Phil, yeah. Yeah. And then you got six amateurs and 27 players. This will be their first Masters. So, 20, how many? I'm sorry, 26. 26 first Masters? Yes, oh 26 of them. That's the official field. 96 players. It's already been. Cut off. If anybody wins the tournament between now and then, they will not get in the Masters because, and that's something I was worried about. How are they going to determine the field if somebody wins, say in June? Well, that's going to go toward next year's Masters. So, yeah, um, it, it gets a little complicated, you know. And I like it. You asked me how I like. It. I think it's great because who's going to complain about having two Masters in one year and one every six months? I know. I mean, that's it's going to be great. <laughs> It's it's like it's like last year when when we had the the PGA. I felt like you know that was was good because we didn't have to wait as long you know for the for the next one. Um, it'll be the same thing with the Masters. It'll be cool. We'll have it in November and then have it again in April. It'll be that'll be really good. Well, now the PGA is going back to August again. So um, I wonder if it'll stay yeah. there. You think or this will be a uh, one year deal? I don't know. I, I liked it when they moved it back. Um, it actually was the first PGA I had enjoyed in years. I don't know if it was because of the time of year or what, but I really enjoyed the PGA this past year. Um, not this past year, last year. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I liked it there. I didn't ever really get into it when it was in the in the August. I don't know why. But hmm. just, and like I remember you and I talking about it one time on your show that. Uh, You've got what twenty five club pros, just like you're talking now. You can pretty much eliminate most of the field when you look at that. And nothing yeah. against club pros, but I maybe a couple of them might make the cut. Um, and I just it, of all my majors, and then, and I love club pros. And I love the PGA of America, but it's, it's probably my least favorite to watch. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, the Masters is, is the best. There's no doubt about it. Ben Crenshaw, uh, two-time champion, was talking about uh, playing in the in the fall. Did you hear some of his comments? I heard just a little bit today, and he was talking about uh, as far as the, the fairway can. I mean, the, the course conditions that you know in November the course is closed now. It's it's not going to be reopened even to members until the ma- after the Masters. And it does that every year. You know, it's only open six months out of the year. So they'll have no play on it, though, even because because they'll overseed in, in the middle of September, and right. then it will not be open e- even for a week or two before the the Masters. Is that what is that what the? That's what I'm. Oh, that's really? what I'm hearing, and I don't. I don't think they would take a risk and let anybody play on it hmm. you know, that late. Uh, now they'll have, you know, once the Masters are with, they'll have the media play on it on Monday if you win the raffle, and then the, then the members can play. But yeah, he was just talking about that with they can make the greens. He he said they can make the greens pretty much any speed they want to, even like they are in April. The only difference might be it's going to play a little slower, the fairways. And he mentioned a north wind, and I didn't write down the holes, but he mentioned there were three par fives with a north wind that they have in November will make it difficult to reach the par fives and two. And that was basically how I got away. I didn't listen to the whole whole show. But hmm. he felt like it, w- it would be just – and he said it's beautiful in November. I guess he's been there. And I've seen pictures. Uh, most of the trees there are pine trees, but they do have some other trees. So you'll have the foliage. And it's, uh, you, know, you know Augusta National. They're going to have it looking pristine no matter when it is. Yeah, well, the par fives, that would be, it'd have to be two, uh, 13, and 15. Which that, that actually I think would, that's what he said. Yeah, that'd be yeah. pretty good. I mean, that, to see those holes, especially thirteen and fifteen, play longer would would be would yeah, be nice. Fifteen's got to where it's almost a given that those guys will get on them too. And I, I hate that because yeah. and I you know actually I was hoping and I was going to ask you this question: Were they going to have the new tee on thirteen in play this year? Because they they've been working on it. But they're working I've, I've on they're pictures. working on a path. I saw the aerials and they were working on a path behind it, but I don't know if they were really working on the T. I think that the T might be a, a a year away. I would I would think, but I, I'm I'm I haven't heard about that. That's a good that's a good question. Well, you know they bought that land from Augusta Country Club. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to make that T longer. Oh I mean, no, that whole yeah, longer for sure. For everybody's sure. cutting the corner, and it, it used to be. You remember 20 years ago, I remember Curtis Strange hitting it in Ray's Creek because he went for it in two on 13 and lost yeah. the Masters. Yeah. And, and that used to be a wonderful hole because you really had to make a decision. Do I go for it or not? And now you go up there and hit driver and a, and a wedge. It's mm-hmm. just, I hope they do lengthen it. I really do. I asked Curtis about that. You know, he's a friend of mine. I asked him about that when he, you know, about 13 and, you know, did you think about laying up? And he said, I laid up in the practice round and I chunked three balls in the creek, mm-hmm. hitting over the creek. So he said, I was going for it no matter what. Let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. On Thursday's show, I unveiled a new game show where Hank and the great predictor Steve Johnson had to guess the player and try to win the game. There were some errors on my part and some hilarious comments ensued by Hank and Steve. You can go to Thursday's show and hear this entire episode on the Hank Caney podcast. Do you know what his apartment situation is? I did see it, yeah. I mean, the... uh... The big closet that is now his bedroom, and uh, yeah, he's got he's got people coming up and and uh, ringing his doorbell all the time. We, that that was during one show. But you know what? With the good news, Hank, because the the governor of Minnesota has made this mandate that Tim has all this time. He's in he's indoors. Yeah. He has all this time to think of great segments that we could do. I know. You know? I mean, That's he's, true. he's got. I mean, and he's got a great imagination. And I'm I'm looking forward to hearing some some of the really good ideas. You know, he's a pro. Yeah, he gets, he's a professional producer. Okay, well that, that's a that's a great lead in. That's a great lead in because he has actually has a new segment. He's got all dialed up for us. Really, a new Minnesota. And you want to you want to tell us about it, Tim? Sure. Yeah. So I created a new segment called "Who Am I?" So I have five PGA Tour players. I have clues about each and every one of them, five clues for each one. And the clues get easier and easier and easier. So I have the clues numbered one through five, and the clues get easier and easier as they go on. So the goal of this game is to get as low a number as possible through five players. You get two guesses per each player. (laughs) This is what you came up with? What's wrong with this? Oh, man. It sounds boring. <laughs> well, let's try it out. I mean, what's this, okay, what's this right. game called? Is this like a game show or something? Yeah, sort of. It's called Who Am I? Oh, I like it. Okay, that's pretty good. Steve, you don't like that? Who am I? <laughs> Whose coma am I? Well, it's kind of like, this is like, uh, what's that one? Uh... What's my line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. What's my line? Same kind of thing. Tim thinks he invented it. Uh, okay. It's, it's, it's a what's my line, uh, Tim style. Minnesota Tim style. I've never even heard of what's my line, so I will not say I copied it. So, yeah, there you go. That's why yes. I knew. See? Okay. Uh, okay. Are we going to start today? Uh, like, is this going to be it right now? Is starting? Yeah, let's start it right now since right. Steve led us into it. Okay, perfect. I like it. Let's Let's hear it. All right, so here are the rules. So um, if you guys want to make a guess, you just say your name. So Hank, you say Hank. Steve, you say Steve. And I'll let you guys make a guess. I'll read the clues. One, take a little pause. Two, take a little pause. And then I'll go run right through the list. Say your name when you're ready to guess, okay? (laughs) Okay, all right, we got it. All right, two players or two guesses per each player. So clue number one. This tour player turned pro and began playing the Challenge Tour in Europe. Steve. All right. Who is Brooks Kepka? Oh, look at that. Oh, I, I, do, I, do we not have any sound effects here? Ding, 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 ding. Who, what's the who is Brooks Kepka? That's like you're on the, you're on the, uh, what's my line? Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, Jeopardy. I'm playing my own game. I'm playing my own game. <laughs> <laughs> Who is books? Okay, I got it. All right, I got it. Okay. All right, that's okay. a good one for Steve right there. Tim, how many points? You got a lot. Well, you got one point. The lower the number, the better the score. So you got one point. Well, so well, one I'll clue just, equals well, one what, point. What do I have? Zero? You have zero. Well, I'm You're winning. Leading. How can- You're winning. 
<laughs> the kind of rules is, okay, that's perfect. I know how to win this game. <laughs> I just let Steve guess all the time. He'll get every one right and he'll lose by a mile. That's a great game. <laughs> Are you kidding me? How long did it take you to figure this game out, Tim? <laughs> You better work on your scoring system a little bit here. <laughs> Steve, Steve gets it right on the first question and the first clue, and he's losing. I'm making tweaks. I'm making tweaks as I go on, okay? I'm making That's tweaks. T- well, I mean, this might not be your first one. All right, so, all right, so. Let's say Steve has five points. We'll give five points. No, no, points Steve's got one. Right. I got zero. I'm winning. <laughs> Okay. All right. Player number two. Clue number one. This tour player turned pro in 2015. Clue number two. This tour player played on the Japan tour in 2016 and 2017. Clue number three. This tour player was a rookie on the PGA Tour in 2018-2019. Clue number four, this rookie in 2018-2019 played 35 events that year. Oh, Steve. Sanjay M. Uh, (laughs) Hank got it. Hank got that one, yeah. All right, now now Um, Steve's winning. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) Thanks, Hank. <laughs> oh, now Steve's winning for sure because I got I got four and he's got one. See, if I would have just let him go and I would have I would have I would have extended my lead, I should have just let him yes. go. It would have been a runaway. All right, go ahead. I cheated right. too. <laughs> player number three. So clue number one. This tour player won the 2011 individual state championship in California. Clue number two. This tour player won twice his rookie PGA Tour season in 2016-2017. Clue number three. This tour player contended in the 2019 Masters and finished tied for second. Clue number four. This tour player played on the President's Cup team in 2019. Clue number five, and the final clue. This tour player's driver failed to meet the requirements in the 2019 Open Championship. Hank. That's Shoffley. Oh, Shoffley. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. We're terrible. All right. You're, you're, Steve's killing me now because I got, I got, I got, uh, I've got two questions right, and I've got nine points, and Steve's got one question right, and he's got one point. So he's and, he, and he's he's just killing me. He's, he's he's up by eight points, but he's got he's got only one right, and I got two right. Yeah, we're, tw- That's we're making great, tweaks. It's one of the tweaks you better work out on before we go round two on us. All right, you got another one? Any, yeah, any I, we get. Okay, I got one more. I got one more. Wow, right, player. Okay, final player. Clue number one. He I kind of like two... this game, by the way. Do you? Steve's laughing, but I like it. All right, cool. Clue number one. This tour player has two PGA Tour wins. Both are the St. Jude Classic. Clue number two. This tour player collegiately played at Florida State. Clue number three. This tour player was tied for the lead in the 2018 U.S. Open at Shinnecock. Clue number four. This tour player is a former sliced bread. (laughs) Clue number five. And the final clue. This was Davis Williams, Hank's former producer at Sirius, his favorite player. There you go. There you go. Who is that, Hank? Who is that? Ah, uh, what the? What, I don't even remember the guy's name now. What the heck was the guy's name? <clears throat> it's a guy with the uh, cousin on the commercial. Oh, oh. Burger. <laughs> Daniel Burger. Daniel Burger. Yeah, that's Daniel Burger. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Daniel Burger. Oh man, that was Davis Williams' favorite uh, player ever. Daniel Burger. He's on the commercial with the cousin. 
Can I, can I go on? Can I, can okay, I say so something? Okay, so that gets my, I get, uh, I got three right. Well, how thought you had five? How many questions did we do? We had, we had four 24. players. You answered three correctly. Yeah. I answered one. Yeah, and you won. Who won? And Who you won, won, Tim? And, and you won, I, and I answered a five, a five, and a four. So I got 14 points. You beat me by 13 points. You got one question <laughs> right, and I got three right. <laughs> Under the under the Minnesota Tim scoring system, I'd like to go on record at saying I, I was wrong, Tim. I apologize. That was a great segment. Was it actually? <laughs> Do you actually mean that? I tell you what, I liked how you an- asked the questions because it gives the, it gives the podcast listeners a chance to beat the pro. Yeah, I like hate. it. I like it. I you think know? anybody could have beat us there. Although Steve, yeah. you killed me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> It would it would have been a, it would have been a shutout if I would have if I would have kept my mouth shut. It would have well, been I a mean, shutout. Yeah, it would, if you just well, if, if I didn't answer one question and just let you run the table, I could have been a shutout too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I true. had it going. I had the big lead after one, and then I, I gave it up. Okay, that's a great game. Got to work on the scoring system a little bit though. Okay, so let's say this is the scoring system. So Hank got a five, five, and a four. Okay, so. Because the clues get easier, I feel like the points should get less. So I feel like you should get five points if you get it on the first clue, four points if you get it on the second clue, and so on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so Steve actually won. <laughs> Steve won. Steve won. Can I answer the five-pointer? Five you got a five-pointer, and I got two, a, a twoer and two one. So now Steve won. Steve won five to four on the revised Tim Minnesota Tim scoring game. system. That's perfect right there. I love the game. No, uh, Nye likes the game. Let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. On Friday's show, Hank had Chris DeMarco, three-time PGA Tour winner and Masters contender in 2005 on the podcast. And Chris shared what it was like to contend in the Masters with Tiger Woods on Sunday and several other things. You can go to Friday's podcast and hear this entire episode. People ask me, like, what's the greatest shot you've ever seen? And it's your shot on number nine. That was a pretty good shot. That oh, was a pretty good shot. From- That's the greatest <laughs> shot I've ever seen. A hang and lie. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Talk about that shot. You know, it was, it, it was like one that the whole before, actually, on the eighth hole, I hit it down the fairway. And when I was walking up the tee, my driver had actually came off. And um, that week, it was so wet, as you know. And so I had Ping make me um, a new driver with like 0.75 degrees more loft on it. So I could just carry it maybe eight, six, eight yards further. Um, cause I knew I wasn't going to get any rolling up. Obviously I wasn't the longest guy in the world. So, um, you know, it, so for me, um, um, you know, getting on the ninth tee and hitting my old driver that I've been using the whole time, um, was fine. I just 
but I hit it just up the fairway and it just caught the rough. And I had, I think I had one ninety or whatever pin front left. And anybody who's been there knows that the further back you are, the less angle you have to that pin. And my irons were so good that week. I, <laughs> I just, I hit a four iron that kind of never left the hole and it rolled up there to about four or five feet. And um, I think Tiger hit a wedge in there about 10 feet, eight feet right of the hole. And I think walking up to the green, I said, are you tired of getting putt? Are you tired of putting first? And he <laughs> kind of gave me one of those little smirks, like, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, it was, um, it was, it was, fun. it was fun. That was, that was a good shot. And, uh, my iron play was so good that week. My putting was good that week. I made so many putts in the front nine. I, I lipped out so many putts in that front nine. I hit so many good shots in there. And, you know, obviously to, to narrow the gap just a little bit on Tiger going in the back nine was, I felt pretty confident. I really did. And, you know, obviously he was working on things with his swing. Obviously um, he wasn't, you know, I played with Tiger in 01. My first time I ever played with them was in the last group on Saturday. My first time playing Augusta and my first time playing with Tiger. Um, you know, that was pretty flawless the way he played that yeah. round and went on to win, which it ended up being the Tiger Slam. But um, of course, it, different you know, course back then too, though. It was a different course. It was. It wasn't as long, um, you know, and and really more suitable for me back then. Um, even 05 was still pretty suitable for me. Um, but come now, I, I don't even know if I could even compete on that course because it's so so long. I mean, I think um, later, like 08 or something like that, I think I hit three iron in the number one one day. And that's, as you know, that's not a three iron green yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, that shot on number nine was great. It was obviously a great confidence booster going to the back nine. And by that time, when we went to the back nine, Tiger and I were so far ahead of everybody else, it was pretty much a match play from there on. Yeah, I mean, and well, you didn't mention the fact that the the hanging lie too. I mean, I, I think, <laughs> I mean, I was like, you know, I, I was up by the green watching that shot, and and I, I swear to God, I mean, it looked like you're you're like you know standing on your head. I mean, it, it, it people don't realize how big a slope that is. Yeah, I mean, it 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 set up for the shot I was trying to hit, which was obviously trying to hit something just off the left bunker and let it kind of the lie was kind of dictating just a little bit of a cut. So um, all I really was concentrating on was just trying to hit it solid. I knew that if I hit it solid, I could get it up in the air and, and hold it. And, um, you know, it was one of those shots that just came off. I mean, for sure. every time people ask me, what's the best shot you've ever seen? That's one of them that, uh, that comes to mind. I mean, it, 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 just, <laughs> that was, it just is for me. I mean, it was just I appreciate incredible. That. You, that, you, was, uh, that was fun. You played, you played so, so good. Of course, you, you know, you, you end up losing in a, in a playoff. Uh, and you know, boy, oh boy. I mean, how, how do you reflect back on that? I mean, that's a, I mean, it is a life changing moment, but I mean, it, I mean, you, you couldn't have done much more. I mean, you played so well. I mean, I mean, how do you, how do you process all that in your mind still to this day? Yeah. You know, I, I, I've never gotten so much recognition for finishing second. I can promise you that. Um, the thing about it is, is that, you know, all the, the times that I finished second at, in 04, lost the playoff to VJ and Justin yep. Leonard in at Whistling Straits, and then the 06 um, Hoy Lake um, British Open to Tiger, and all those I made birdies down the stretch. So, you know, I I, I just got beat, which is something that you can kind of keep your head high on. I never really made bogeys down the stretch to, um, you know, to to lose. Um, you know, I can't go back and say, gosh, I should have won that, but I bogeyed 16 and 18, and and that cost me it. You know, I know that. And I was telling uh, Michael Collins yesterday that, you know, if somehow Tiger would have lost that Masters, I think that that would have gone down as his his personal worst defeat because he did bogey 17 and 18 and so not like Tiger. And I think that that would be one that he would say probably got away from him. If I would have somehow won that um, and the way he finished, I mean, obviously made a great chip on 16, wasn't his best iron shots for sure on 16, but made a great chip to make birdie. But um, the fact that he played 16, 17, and 18, one over to kind of let me back in it was, um, you know, unlike Tiger um, in, in his day. So, um, you know, I can reflect and go, I pushed the greatest player in the world to the limits on the greatest golf course in the world and the biggest tournament in the world. So um, I really have no regrets. I mean, I, I did all I could. I just got beat. And that, you know, you you got to sometimes just, you know, tip your hat to the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my producer, Minnesota, Tim, who you've talked to, uh, and, and he was with us at, at Sirius XM. So anyway, Minnesota, Tim thinks every time a, uh, touring pro 
hits a bad shot on like uh, 17 or 18 or coming in on the stretch, he, he calls it a choke. <laughs> and, and I and I'm like I'm like you have no idea how hard the game is. I mean, you know, and, and we're talking about uh, you know the 17th and 18th holes at Augusta, and we're you know talking about uh, Tiger and and you know the bogeys that he made that, that you mentioned. I mean, how, okay, so how do you rationalize a, a, a player, uh, you know, bogey in a hole coming in, or yourself when it's happened to you? I mean, it's you can look back and think of all the times that you you birdied those holes, like you said when I you know you finished with with birdies. So, I mean, clearly you're performing under pressure. But uh, talk some sense into Minnesota Tim, or do you agree with them? <laughs> no, I don't agree with them. I think it's funny. I love I love the people that sit on the couch and go, "How do you miss that five footer when it counts?" And and the reason I say that is because I play so many pro ams, and you know I, I get with these guys that are you know pretty good players or they're ceos or cfos or whatever they might be and they get on the first green and they have that first five footer and they you know they basically they're so nervous they don't even hit the hole and i'm like okay this is in a pro-am on the first hole on a wednesday think about what it's like on a sunday on the 17th hole at augusta with everybody watching with the cameras on you what the nerves are going to be like okay one thing that the touring pros have and if they don't have then there's something wrong with them they have nerves i mean and the difference is how you control those nerves and you know, you look down the stretch for me, I was nervous on all the way down coming down the stretch, but I had so much confidence in my game that I didn't let it, you know, affect it. So I was able to, to at least still put the good stroke on it and knew that I was going to make the putt. And that's all, you know, confidence is, is the number one thing. And, you know, that's the one thing about Tiger is that Tiger had a belief in what you guys were working on. So he was under the gun for Tiger. You know, he, he hadn't, hit, I don't think in his own mind, probably had enough reps to where he felt a hundred percent comfortable. So there was just that little bit of doubt in there and you could tell, and, and he even admitted it that, you know, he was working on some stuff with you guys, but he trusted it down the stretch and, you know, he didn't pull it off, but he still had the where for all to trust it. And that, that's something that, you know, I think you got to do. And that's what the greatest players in the world do. Yeah, that's a good point because I mean, like, like a lot of times I think of when guys are, are really, you know, quote unquote choking, I mean, they, they bail out without even giving it an attempt, you know? I mean, like, right. they don't even, like, focus on what they're doing. They, they just, you know, I see this in amateurs, like, they'll just kind of hit it and get it over with. I mean, there's something to that, isn't there? There is. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I know that for me, what I try to do is is I know my my tendencies, and my tendencies are to get quick. And if I get quick, I'm I'm not going to hit a good shot. It's almost like, or even with, on the putting green, if I, if I have a, a putt that means a lot, if I can just sit back and take a deep breath and just really make my stroke really slow and try to make it, you know, just a little accelerating through and really concentrate on my fundamentals on my basics and not think about the moment as much, I tend to put a better stroke on it. If I get up there and I try to get it over with, I tend to put that quick, you know, bad stroke on it. So I know that for me, my tendency is to get quick. So I'll walk a little slower. I'll maybe, you know, talk about the shot I want to hit with my caddy a little bit, a little bit more, even though in my mind, I probably know the shot I want to hit. But just maybe take back a little bit and just kind of maybe take that extra eight to ten seconds before the shot just to kind of give myself a chance to hit it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you, ask you this. You know, you had eight professional wins, your big win on the European Tour, uh, and then three wins on the PGA Tour, twice a runner-up in majors where you lost in playoffs, another time a runner-up at uh, Hoy Lake. You mentioned the Open Championship to Tiger win. You know, arguably that was, you know, his greatest ball striking week ever. And, uh, you know, well, the President's Cup teams, uh, the the Ryder Cup teams, you made the the winning putt to clinch the President's Cup 2000, 2005. I and mean, what do you, when you look back, I mean, what do you uh, view as the, as the uh, highlight of your career? Is it uh, getting inducted into the University of Florida Hall of Fame? I know you're, <laughs> you're such a, a Gator fan. That's always a huge accomplishment. That and yeah, I mean that was um, obviously I've I've been fortunate to have a lot of great things happen in my career. What I wish there were some more, absolutely. Um, and are there are they done? Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully I can add a few feathers to the cap on the Champions Tour. That that's what the goal is. Um, maybe get a major that I never got in regular tour on on the Champions Tour. There you go. Um, and you know, yeah, I mean the Presidents Cup was great. I mean, I, I've being an Italian. Um, being a huge Gator fan, um, team sports are very passionate to me. And 
you know, as you know, golf is about the most individual sport there is out there. And, you know, maybe once a year, if you're lucky, if you're one of the top 12 guys, you can, you can be on a team atmosphere and to play those Ryder cups and president's cups and get the camaraderie you get in the locker room and then have the chance to, you know, my idol growing up was Jack was Jack Nicholas. I mean, other than my father was Jack Nicholas. So, um, you know, for me to get the chance to, to, to make that putt, I mean, that was a true team effort that week. We all played really solid golf, but I was just in a position where, you know, the, the putt mattered. I mean, I, it was funny. I'm thinking about that putt and, you know, I'm going, okay, I could, I can make this putt and we clinched the, the, the president's cup. I could two putt and, you know, maybe Phil makes it up ahead of me or gosh, I knock it four feet by and I lose it. So, I mean, you know, you never know in your mind what you're thinking and for it to go in and, and really basically no pun intended, get a big bear hug from, um, from Jack Nicholas was, yeah, that's pretty was, cool. was a pretty big highlight to tell you the truth. And then have the whole team come up and kind of, you know, embrace me and my wife run up on the green. I mean, it was it was a pretty cool, certainly um, one of those things that I won't ever forget. Thanks for tuning into the Sunday Sizzle, hosted by me, Minnesota Tim Porachka. This was a best of of the previous week. Happy Easter to all of you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Thank you for making the Hank Haney podcast a part of your day. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.